BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you with another Homes Alone edition. Zoom, zoom. It's Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. And my guests today are Alex Edelman, Sam Levine, and David Sanborn. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Doug. Hello, Doug. (laughs) Let's meet them individually and alphabetically, starting with... Joining us from the East Coast, I presume. Yes, sir. Yes, how'd sir. You, how'd you Alex know I was talking about you? Oh, because I said alphabetically. It's Alex Edelman. Hey, Alex. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me back. It's uh, good to have you back. I um, I understand that there's been some shifts in your schedule because of uh, stuff that's been going on lately. Yeah, apparently there's a pandemic, and right. so. Uh, um, but yeah, I've, I'm doing this solo show at the Cherry Lane that's being produced by Mike Birbiglia, and uh, we decided to take uh, three weeks off for the holidays and uh, the Greek letters. So we're uh, we're starting back up January 24th and going until February 20th. And the show is about. I know you didn't ask this, but it's okay if I tell people what the show is. Please, about. of course, yeah. I, I went to this meeting of white nationalists in Queens and, uh, and I'm a Jew and I sat there for a little while and eventually someone's like, sorry, but this guy's a Jew. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a Jew. And so like, that's what the show is broadly about. It's about, uh, about a Jew who goes to a meeting of like white nationalists and, uh, they get upset. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds super fun. And, uh, I'm glad that you're, you know, able to do that, to take a break and then start up again. And, um, where do people go? What's the easiest, quickest route to get tickets? 
Um, my, uh, my website or, or, uh, my social media, any of my social media pages, but, uh, just for us show.com. The show is called just for us. So just for us show.com. I see. I get, I, I understand the title now, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A little more. <laughs> it's a little more elucidated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for being here. And, uh, also joining us today from wherever the heck he is, it's everybody's favorite, Sam the Ma'am Levine, a.k.a. all that other stuff. Hey, Sam. <laughs> hey, buddy. I don't know that I'm everyone's favorite. I, I think at this point it's a very, very small portion of the audience who would say I'm their favorite. And to them, I say hello. And to the rest of those fans, I say, hey. I like that that's the part you have a problem with, not me calling you the ma'am. No, I have no issue with that. You've been doing that a decade. Why am I? I know it's now? been going forever. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> I hope nobody calls you that, like in the streets. Uh, they do. Oh, I, no. uh, when I'm on the streets, Doug, <laughs> there are no rules. People call me the ma'am. <laughs> they throw things at me. It's it's lawless out there. Well, I didn't give them the throw things at you idea, unless it's donuts. <laughs> no, I think that's then that's, that was that's my other idea. stuff. Other stuff going on. I don't think that has to do with you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. And joining us for the first time over Zoom, anyway, second time overall. It's recent audience winner. That's right. He came out from the audience and then beat the you know quote unquote professional guests that I had on stage. Wow. And he also has a name that's shared by a, a musician who used to sit in with David Letterman's band a lot. So it really jumped out at me when I heard this. David, no relation, Samborn. Hello, David. Hello. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for having me again. <laughs> I thought you were like, fuck this. <laughs> no, no, you were just all. You were just gone. Um, what's going on and how's it going down there in uh, San Diego? You live in the San Diego area. I take it. I do. It's nice and sunny here. Yeah. What else is new? Yeah. Um, trying to get you, uh, of course, you're going to be on the uh, show we were going to do in San Diego the day after Christmas, uh, my annual, uh, holiday taint show that I do in San Diego. Uh, but we ended up having to postpone that. And the new date for that is going to be February fifth. Uh, but didn't want to, you know, didn't want to wait to have the great David Sanborn back on to defend his title. And uh, you know, Alex is no slouch in the trivia department, and of course, Sam's everybody's favorite at trivia. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you definitely bought brought the the big hitters to go against me this time. I'm. I, I, I'm more nervous yeah, this I time mean, than I was last time, I think. Well, I, I, as rightfully so. I think the, you, you, you know, that was just a warm up for you with those other guys. This is the real deal. And um, uh, thanks for being here. As you may know, as a listener to the show, before we get into the games of late, I like to ask everybody uh, on the panel to recommend one movie. And we'll start like I always do, uh, alphabetically with Alex, E-D-E-L-M-A-N. All right. <laughs> ha. Ha. 
uh, recommend <laughs> a movie. Well, there's a movie called A New Leaf. Oh, um, I love that movie. What a wonderful <laughs> recommendation. I am shocked. It is so good. It is so, so good. First of all, I'm insulted that you're shocked. No, uh, I'm shocked. Really, not, not, not that you... Uh, I'm a long-time uh, fan of the show. I don't mean to, to interrupt your segment here, but I'm no, a long-time no. fan of the show, and like people recommend older movies from time to time, but usually it's like, oh, Bridge on the River Kwai, because like, I saw it on some list somewhere. I always feel like that's a great uh, under... Uh, appreciated uh, lesser known film. So go ahead. The floor is yours. No, here's so I totally agree. <laughs> here's why I love the movie. It's fun. It's a really good movie. And I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm done with things that aren't fun. I appreciate that there are old movies that may be good, that may be great. And I have watched a lot of movies that are like canonized completely and they are not fun to watch. This is a movie that is directed and written, I think, by Elaine May, who also stars in it with Walter Matthau. It is so funny. I won't tell you any more about it because it'll ruin it, but it's a romantic comedy it's got it's got darkness uh in its heart and it's got a really sharp tongue and all the like there are like 10 perfect laugh out loud jokes and the ending is glorious and like it is just a truly fun brilliantly made totally underrated movie from someone who is like brilliant and underrated and thank god still alive so um i think it's absolutely worth watching and yeah i'm recommending a new leaf a new leaf. I recommend it as well. Nobody's going to watch it. It's so hard. Streaming service. It's so hard to get people to watch something like that, but it's so rewarding when, uh, you know, when they uh, give in and do it. So. Well, I'll watch good, it. Good I like choice. Wal- I like Alex. Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau is, you know, he, he was in some movies that weren't so good because it's unfortunate that actors have to do that. You know, Sam can tell you how that works. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doug, I'd like to remind you, you and I were almost in a movie that was Home Alone, but with a dog. Yeah, that almost happened. That, and that almost would, happened. Would not have been good. It, was, it would not have been a good movie, I don't think. But I mean, all the traps would just be like, poop would like yep. they just poop on the floor that's, that's like correct. all they could really do yeah i guess you know they, they could you know urinate you know to slick up the floor a little bit you know dogs dogs have a few tricks in there <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to teach him new tricks i know now the thing is is it was like stuff like they figured out how to like you know, trap one of us in the shower and turn it on. So like, we're like almost going to drown because of these dogs. Right. Um, but listen, we're not here to talk about bad movies that Sam <laughs> did, never did. Um, my point was just that, you know, like Michael Caine, people still hound him about Jaws, the revenge. Like he also wasn't in a dozen other shitty movies. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, it, it, you can't, there's just too much is out of your hands when you accept a role, sure. uh, you know, or in a lot of cases, you audition and get a role. Of course, you're not going to turn that down. So like, uh, you know, um, Walter Matthau, that's where we were at. Is it, he was he, 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 he can't be guaranteed. It's a good movie if Walter Matthau's in it, but you can be guaranteed that Walter, Walter Matthau will be good in it. And that pretty, pretty much makes me a Walter Matthau completist. I've seen 
most of the things he's done. Plus interesting, just kind of how he changed over time because he like his whole appearance and demeanor sort of changed over the years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was can, a, I go, can I go out on a limb here though, about, about this, about this movie, which is that I don't think there is, and I'm aware that Ishtar is a huge thing, but I don't think there is a bad Elaine May movie. Like, I really think that every Elaine movie, I mean, Ishtar is a controversial choice because I enjoyed Ishtar, even though it's like a famous bomb. Like, it's a like famous studio bomb. But like Mikey and Nikki's incredible. The Heartbreak Kid is hard to watch, but incredible. Like, I enjoy every single Elaine May movie. I have never not enjoyed an Elaine May film. And so like that. And they're only like nine or ten. Wait, are we talking about movies she directed or movies she wrote? Movies she was involved in in any way. Like for me, an Elaine May film is like. Like she ghost wrote Reds. She ghost wrote um, that movie where Warren Beatty's a quarterback who dies. What's that movie? <laughs> Heaven can wait. Okay. Heaven can wait. Like it's yeah. good. She's really good at being part of movies. And like I, maybe it's just a personal taste thing, but I love every Elaine May involvement in anything. So <laughs> that's so that's my completest. Uh, sorry, I, I've, yeah. I, I'm I'm talking too much about this. But no, but that's yeah. you know she's a good one to be a completist about because, like you said, there's only so much uh, material there. But she's just she's just a, is. I don't mean to speak of her as if she's dead, but she's uh, just such a smart, smart and funny person, and uh, you know kept up with her. Uh, you know, her partner, Mike Nichols, who was also very smart and funny. Um, um, whose turn is it? Sam, Sam Levine, what would you like to You know recommend? what? I was going to recommend a different movie, but now that Alex has me thinking about Elaine May, who is brilliant, um, I want to recommend a different Elaine May movie called Enter Laughing. Oh, Wait, isn't that... What is that? Is that uh, it's a Carl, Carl Reiner? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Carl Reiner directed it, uh, uh-huh. and it is Rennie Santoni uh-huh. is kind of the lead. Michael J. Pollard, um, at least that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm thinking yeah, of sure. Movie. No, I'm thinking of the right movie. And, um, the guy, yeah. and the guy Carl Reiner wrote it with did Fiddler on the Roof, and I can't remember his name, but he did Zorba and Fiddler on the Roof, and he's got a really um, – I think it's like Joseph Stein or something, but he's got a really down the middle Jewish name. But, but mm. yeah, I didn't know that she, I forgot that she was in that. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a huge role, but uh, she's definitely in it. And uh, that was a favorite of, of my parents when I was growing up. So they would put that and a new leaf on, I think we had them on VHS. Um, and so, you know, obviously these are movies of a different era. I think a new leaf is like 70 or 71 enter laughing is late 60, 67, maybe. Um, but, uh, they're hilarious and, uh, and wonderful. And I like that. We're going to clog up the, uh, the Twitter poll with two movies that people have never heard of. If well, you, if you rent a new leaf it's two ninety nine on YouTube, that, or that's how I got it. Maybe you can find a better way to watch it. If you rent a new leaf and you don't like it, I will Venmo you your money for it. Oh no, this is a bad road. <laughs> wow, that's what a what an offer, Alex. Yeah. Don't, do, don't do this. I I'm I'm <laughs> literally willing to stick out my I'm willing to stick out my neck. But you have to tell me why you don't like it. Like we have to talk about it. So like, but this I'm is so like done. there's a potential for hundreds of people to reach out to you. 
and say uh, that they, you know, what do you, what do you, do you need receipts? Do you need, maybe they need to write a three page synopsis of the, of I need receipts to prove that they watched. <laughs> I need receipts and I need to be satisfied that you, uh, one, watch the whole thing, two, didn't like it, and three, this offer, just in case this is absolutely explosive, ends <laughs> when uh, my Venmo, when my Venmo uh, expenses hit two hundred and fifty dollars, because wow. that is all I have in my Venmo at the moment. But, um, but oh, I'm... that's that's a great deal. So the first. Uh... <laughs> the first one how much is it three dollars uh or Fine, let's say let's say, let's say 100 let's say the first hundred people that the first hundred people to do this i will i will uh but okay. don't be a, don't be a jerk face about it if you if you if you watched it and liked it you're like hey it's it's on that comedian like don't don't be a snorer come on i don't know i don't have any idea how many people would you know, first of all, just go to the trouble, right? Like right now, it's such a tough time to say to somebody, hey, go pay money and watch this movie you never heard of. But then on top of that, to then be dissatisfied with it, because they probably <laughs> won't be, they're going to like it. So then to not like it or to pretend to not like it, just to get their three or five bucks back or whatever from you, I feel like this, you're not going to hear from anybody. Uh, I think you're safe. That's well, my predict. My prediction is you won't hear from anybody. Well, I am guaranteeing. Um, I'm guaranteeing <laughs> that people. I'm guaranteeing the quality of this movie. I'm underwriting a comedy legend, so it's not exactly. It's like, hey, if you didn't like Blazing Saddle, you know, like to me, it's a. This is a sure bet. But, yeah. You know. Okay. So now we go to David Sanborn, who uh, heard these other two selections, recommendations, and must now give us his to add to the mix yeah i'm a i'm so far out of my league this <laughs> this turn <laughs> um but i'm going to recommend a nice little delightful comedy called game night hey from 2018 <laughs> yes yes uh jason bateman rachel mcadams and mm -hmm. you know they like board games and it gets a little out of hand and that's probably all you should know going into it yeah, if people can avoid, you know, it is a few years old and the, the trailers and the commercials were pretty uh, ubiquitous when the movie came out. But uh, uh, there's an adorable dog in it that I don't really not too thrilled about what happens to the adorable dog. <laughs> he doesn't die. I should, we should point out the dog yes. does not get killed. No, but it's still it's unpleasant. Well, it's and, unpleasant um, but it's not, you know, it's fine. Right. The, the dog suffers no injuries. Okay. I wildly just just emotional trauma probably. Wow. <laughs> I I happen to know what happened to the real dog. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I don't yeah, like the, where this they is going. Used, they used some sort of dye that was bad. At, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. What <laughs> <it was bad. laughs> All right, uh, you know so. that movie was written and directed by uh, my my longtime pal uh, John Daly from a little show called Freaks and Geeks, and his uh, writing directing partner Jonathan Goldstein. I love yeah. that movie, and I love the movie because it includes uh, Sharon Horgan, who is, sure. for my money, the most like pretty close to like an someone who's probably got a little bit of Elaine May in her. So I'm a huge Sharon, huge, 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 huge Sharon mm -hmm. Horgan fan. So I love uh, love that choice. Yeah, it's got a really good cast, and you know, it's all about uh, how far you want to suspend your disbelief. And also how you feel about cute dogs. Okay, so... <laughs>
thank you for visiting Recommendation Nation. I will pit these films against each other and see what people have to say. They're all comedies and they're all funny and worth watching. So uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. I think and, it's a real uh, race to uh, to see who's in second and who's in third between me and Alex. I guess so. But, I, you know, I don't assume that the people that listen to this show necessarily just vote for game night. I usually leave a fourth voting position for people who just haven't seen all three to just oh, sort of okay. fess up and not really, you know, vote for the one just because they've heard of it or seen it. You know, I like that idea. Yeah. I keep I try to keep it fair. Plus, also, uh, the most more important thing to remember is that it does not matter um, how how any of these how any of this uh, film how these films finish. Uh, just the fact that we're getting people to watch these movies. I hope. Very excited. About that. Uh, and then complain to Alex Edelman. <laughs> I'm happy that I just via to- his socials. <laughs> if you hate a new leaf. Fucking milk this shit. First of all, rent a new leaf at the most expensive place you can find it. <laughs> I spent $65 on a new leaf. Yeah, buddy. I had to get a subscription to something to watch. <laughs> I built a video rental store. I think Leased it's free. It. I think it's free on one of these streamers, I think. I uh, hired Barry Bostwick and um, <laughs> and Lauren Lapkus to uh, to 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 play Walter Matthau and Elaine May respectively in my living room. Please Venmo me thirty two. I watched the hell out of that movie, by the way. That me yeah, too. That's an interesting recasting. But we got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back and it's time to play some games. We're going to start with one that I call Too Much Christmas. There'd be like a, some sort of jingle bell sound and then like a shotgun and then a thump or something. <laughs> if I, you know, if this was a recurring bit and we did those kind of sound effect things. Um, it's January and there's still a bunch of really shitty looking Christmas movies available on uh my you know cable system so here's how this game works i'll read the description of a movie Hmm. and i'll give you four choices uh alex gets to go first if he misses it if he doesn't guess it amongst the four titles then it'll go to sam and then to david if sam misses and of course there's four titles so all three of you could uh miss in any given round (laughs) 
It sounds great. <laughs> I'm glad you approve. I do. Alex, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so this is just Alex gets to answer this first. A mom and woman, sorry, a man. (laughs) 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 The the point of this game is just, I'm just going to confuse you to, uh, until you just give up. A, A man and woman battle over the ownership of a cottage. That's the uh, description of the movie. A man and woman battle over the ownership of a cottage. Do you think, Alex, that that movie is called Christmas Collision? A Christmas Gift from Bob? Christmas in the Pines? Or Christmas in the Wilds? Can I get those one more time? Of course. A mom... Or a man. Let's go with man. Why do I keep saying mom? A man and woman battle over the ownership of a cottage. Is it Christmas Collision, a Christmas gift from Bob, Christmas in the Pines, or Christmas in the Wilds? Christmas in the Pines? You're going to go with Christmas in the Pines. Is the story of a man and a woman battling over the ownership of a cottage. Uh, yeah, I mean... That's your final yeah. answer. Yeah, that's my final answer. All right. I just like to give people a chance to change I mean, their minds if they gave, you know, an incorrect answer potentially. Okay. But I'm also not saying it's incorrect. I'm just making sure that that's your answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I yeah, that's my answer. You're sticking with Christmas in the Pines. I mean, at this point, yes. I mean, there's because I'm too embarrassed to make you repeat the rest of the the, the names because <laughs> all of them have the perfect hallmark quality of slipping through my head and out, leaving zero impressions. So the last one you said was Christmas in the Pines, and I was like, that one. So that one. No, the last one is Christmas in the Wilds. Oh. And there's also Christmas Collision, a Christmas gift from Bob, and well, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a Christmas gift from Bob because that's not cottagey. It's between Christmas in the Pines and Christmas in the Wild, but I think Christmas in the Pines has a slightly like Christmas in the Wild would be a bit like that would be a different movie to me. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Christmas. Am I? I also. I'm going to go with Christmas in the, in the pines. How, yes. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you stuck with it. That's a, you, I, I like your, uh, your gumption. That answer is correct. Yes! Oh! Wow. That was so suspenseful. I really thought I could get you to change your mind. <laughs> yeah. I was so close to. You were really on the verge, on the verge of changing your mind. If if you'd have been wrong, I would have guessed the Christmas gift from Bob. Really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, a cottage, that could be a gift. Yeah. And then Bob changes his not. mind. Yeah, I don't see why not. Huh. Uh, all right, but Sam, you get to go first in this next round. Okay. Alex is on the board with one point. Uh, Okay, now this is about a mother, so I'm going to be saying this one correctly. Great. An overburdened mother strives to create the perfect Christmas. Mm. 
Is this movie called Christmas Collision? <laughs> the Christmas Pitch? Christmas versus the Walters? Or Crack Cocaine <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> Um, (laughs) only because that's the only one i can think of right now can you repeat repeat just the first three for me again (laughs) so that i don't have to laugh (laughs) okay so you're you're just because i laughed when i said it you're ruling out crack cocaine christmas (laughs) (laughs) that's not the only reason (laughs) because <laughs> seriously if you're trying to make a perfect christmas for people yep you would probably start with some cocaine because you're going to need the energy you're going to need to be able to stay up all night to make everything just perfect but anyway the other three titles sam are christmas collision the christmas pitch or christmas versus the walters oh Christmas versus the Walters. That's what you said. Um, yeah, I thought it, when I first saw it, I thought it said versus the Walkers. And I was like, I'm in. You know, if, if Christmas and a bunch of Walkers fought each other, that'd be neat. <laughs> um, I guess I want to go with Christmas versus the Walters. That's your final answer? Uh, yeah, why not? All right. Well, that particular answer is also correct. Yeah! Ooh! Are, are we wow, sure it's not sad. a crack cocaine Christmas? You guys know your Christmas movies. This is crazy. Um, none of us have seen any of these movies, and yet we're playing, we're playing a game. Uh, David, this is your chance to get on the board. If you get this one right, we got a three-way tie. We'll have to force a tiebreaker in this game. This game that means nothing. Are you ready? I'll, I'll see if I can keep it going. Okay. Uh, here's the description of the movie. Santa Claus hires five elves to save Christmas. Um, I, I thought Santa already had a bunch of elves on his payroll, but that, 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 that aside, that's the description of this movie. He hires five elves to save Christmas. Is this movie called Christmas Collision, A Christmas Comet, The Grump Who Stole Christmas, or The Grump Who Stole Christmas Part Two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Which, which one of those four? I can repeat them if you'd like. Yeah, just repeat them one more time, please. Okay, so just imagine Santa Claus has to hire five elves. It, it's hard to imagine, but I think I can get there. And they're going to save Christmas, these five elves. Okay. Yeah. It, it's like Bingle, Dingle, Flingle, and then as a joke, the last two are named, you know, Steve Elder, Elder, Elderberry and Sarah. yeah they really take a couple of turns there at the end with their names but i forgot them already uh so santa claus hire five elves to save christmas for a motion picture called uh, christmas collision a christmas comet the grump who stole christmas or the grump who stole christmas part two 
I mean, it's been up there. So I think I'm going to take Christmas collision. I had a gun with crack cocaine Christmas. Yeah, same. Yeah, see, crack cocaine Christmas wasn't even an option on this one. It was but the that's secret how crack option. Cocaine, it's the secret option. It sneaks up on you. Yep. Yeah. But I'm sorry to say, David, that Christmas Collision, uh, it's no accident that that movie never is the answer. Wow. Oh, Incorrect. Hurts. I'm sorry, man. You'll be back in the next game better, better, <laughs> better, stronger. You've learned from this experience. Alex, from the remaining titles, take Christmas Collision off of your list. Does Santa hire five elves to save Christmas in A Christmas Comet, The Grump Who Stole Christmas, or The Grump Who Stole Christmas 2? Uh, um... It's going to be one of the Stole Christmas series because I think a Christmas comet is um, it's just uh, it's just the movie Don't Look Up, but with different music behind it. <laughs> so uh, so I think. Let's go with <laughs> that'd be great if they just made a Christmas layover <laughs> for that movie. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's just more Christmas trees in the background and scenes and there's like uh uh, you know, more Christmas music on the soundtrack. Yeah, at some point, there's just a cutaway establishing that it's also Christmas. Like, yeah. uh, like Tyler Perry's like, Merry Christmas. And then he turns to Kate Blanchett, and that's the, they start their interview. Um, all right, uh, let's, all right, I'm going to go with the Grump, the Grump Who Stole Christmas Part Two. All right, that's your final answer. Yes. You're sticking with the Grump Who Stole Christmas 2. Yeah. In which Santa Claus hires five elves to save Christmas. What did they do in the first Grump Who Stole Christmas? They the five elves obviously banded together to steal Christmas. And then at the last, uh, and then in the last scene, a uh, dashing French thief steals Christmas from them. Hey, that's and Ocean's so, 12. That's Ocean's yeah, 12. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so this is where they team back up to they They join up with, uh, with, with, with Santa who's played of course by, uh, by, by Al Pacino and they steal Christmas for um they get double crossed in the end but it's part two where where they steal christmas back for santa his so. santa's terrific the way he goes ho ho hoo-ha <laughs> <laughs> um all right you did it that's the correct answer really? yeah part two for some reason uh goes a different way than part one i don't even know if the grump is in it uh, I just know that uh, uh, these five elves, it turns out, if you read further about the movie, they're from a detective agency. And so that's, you know, that's, what, that's why he hires outside of his own em employees because he gets some, some real, uh, you know, some, some uh, detective elves. I think their agency is even called Elf Detective Agency. I just assumed they were unpaid interns in the first movie and then they got hired on in the second one. Doug, I have a question. 
Yes, sir. Uh, were all of those film titles actual films? Like, is there a real crack cocaine Christmas movie? There is not a crack cocaine okay. Christmas to the best oh, of my knowledge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I there, didn't so not all of them were, were true. I didn't check on the fake titles because I still knew they weren't the answer. I see. <laughs> so there were multiple fake titles. Like, is there a Christmas collision? Yes, there yeah, is a movie Christmas called Christmas Collision, and okay. it's called that because a woman uh, goes back to her hometown and runs into a man she used to know. Oh, and, and an it takes place collision. over the holidays. Yeah, Christmas Collision. She runs into him, and they come. Yeah, no, and 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 strangely, at Christmas in the Pines, they argue over a cottage, but then Christmas in the Wilds, they have some other adventure that has nothing to do with the cottage, but it's the same. Same two people from the first one. Oh, yeah. Right. No, I really learned way more than I want to learn. Oh, Christmas okay. Pitch is about two two executives from a, a TV network or a movie studio who get like sent to some small town over the holidays, over their holiday break, to go find out what the people, you know, what the people out there really want. Hmm. Uh, the Christmas Pitch is what's that? That's called. Wow. <laughs> Oh, and the one about Bob, uh, the gift from Bob, it's about a, a homeless guy who befriends a uh, cat and they have an adventure together. Wow. <laughs> so those sounded like they were all real movies except for Crack Cocaine Christmas. Um, yeah, I also made up a Christmas comet and oh, okay. I made up. I, um, I thought there was maybe one other one, but maybe not. Oh, yeah, because we didn't have to play the tiebreaker. In the tiebreaker, I think I made up something. Uh, oh, no, the tiebreaker was just going to be, now I spoiled it, but it was just going to be a choice between either Christmas collision or a Christmas gift from Bob. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so Alex won that game, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Ma mathematically, I could not win. So, yes, Alex won. Yeah, you. the math got you. Mm. And... Uh, the rhythm is going to get all of us oh, as you listen to the, the right. catchy, the catchy music behind this next ad uh, or ads. And we'll be right back. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear. So I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. We're back, and to finish off today's games and declare a winner, let's play a game I call Parental Guidance. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. They love to tell you people like to uh, jump on IMDb and add their two cents about things that are happening in movies that you should uh, be warned about before your children go. They tend to be in categories like swear words Ooh. and uh, alcohol or drug use, mm -hmm. sex, nudity, 
violence, uh, bad attitude. No, that's not in there, but you know, uh, those are the basic, <laughs> those are the basic categories. And then they just say the most random shit that like could actually spoil a movie if you haven't seen it yet. But I guess it's for lazy parents who are, they're lazy enough that they don't want to see the movies themselves before their kids see them. But they aren't also willing to do research where they have to sit around and, and read about this stuff. And then, I mean, if a kid wants to see a certain movie, I don't know if going to this guide is going to help you to figure out what to say to the child to dissuade the, the kid, you know. Plus, these days, they can just find it somehow, you know, without parental permission. Yeah. Great story. Here's how this game works. Okay. <clears throat> I'll say a line from the parental guidance section for a particular movie on IMDb. The first one, it's going to be tough. Tough clue. Second one, a little easier. Third one, easier. Fourth one, that one is going to be like, just give it away. So the person who ends up going fourth, which will be the person who goes first in each round, and you each get to go first once, uh, that person might have the advantage and get the give me at the end if nobody's figured it out. But I have a lot of faith in this group today. Alex, you're yeah. up first. Mm -hmm. Tell me the title of a movie. Just think of a movie that you think fits this. Their warning is no scene or reference to sex at all. Mm. This movie has no, is completely non-sexual according to the person who contributed this to the page um, of what film, which film do you, would you think it is? Uh, Marley and me. <laughs> that is a terrific guess. An incorrect guess. <laughs> what know? But that's a terrific guess. I mentioned there's a reference to sex in there somewhere. I think at some point they're not, they're not getting it on because the dog keeps jumping on them while they're trying to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. So now Sam gets the, you know, the two clues. He gets the first clue that he already heard. Yep. And then we add this one to it to see if you can figure it out. Okay. Uh, not only is this movie not any sex, Sam, a ghost pulls its own head off and shows guts. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, so I thought guts would be from the gut, but these are head guts, apparently. Uh, the guts of the removed head are revealed by this ghost, which that's another thing that's confused me because I don't think of ghosts as having guts. Right. Huh. I think people get drunk when they write these things. Um... I think I know. I'm going to really? guess. Uh, I'm probably wrong. In the Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, that's a fun guess, but no. That's a really okay. good guess. Okay. Yeah. I like that guess a lot. Thanks. That guess gets a <laughs> double, double boing. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. So we go to David. Yeah. Uh, this movie, in addition to a ghost pulling his own head off and uh, no sex. Uh, has one use of the word buggers, B-U-G-G-E-R-S, buggers, and 
some religious exhortations. Ooh. Whatever that means. So somebody says buggers and there's some religious exhortations. Do you have any idea? Um, I want to guess one of the Christmas carols, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure which one. <laughs> the only one I've ever actually seen is the Muppet one. And I know it's not that one. I don't know. I, th- I feel like Scrooge would call a bunch of Muppets buggers. Yeah. I don't think any of them, you know, rip their guts out, though. It doesn't no. seem very Muppety. Also, I wouldn't try to talk you into an answer that's abs- absolutely wrong. True. Um, I guess <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the, the, the Jim Carrey one, the Christmas Carol, the Roberts Meckis. Okay. Jim Carrey one. All right. I know that one. Uh, that is incorrect. So now we come back to Alex. You're in the catbird seat now, Alex, because all you got to do is tell me the name of this movie after I give you what I think should be a piece of parental guidance that gives away what movie it is. Okay. You, re- you ready? Yeah. Okay, here goes. Hagrid explains to Harry. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I just say that I... Ha- wait, let me finish. <laughs> about the night his parents were murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you wanted to say? I was going to say, it's the. is it Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? That is correct. Yeah. Yes, but- it is. You know what gives Potter it a- and the Sorcerer's Stone. It feels like clues two and three should be reversed because I was sure about it because John Cleese pulls off his head. Um, I can't remember his character, but John, Cle- it's near the headless Nick, right? Yeah. right? That's the name of the guy. He pulls off his head in the first scene, and it also does help that I just watched a. Uh, I rewatched the movie very recently right. because it also helps be- that in in two thousand one when that movie came out, you were what nine. Uh, when it came out, I was 11. Okay. <laughs> see, and yeah, that screwed me up because I didn't see, like, the guts part screwed me up because it's not really guts. It's just, like, his neck. Yeah. No, that's the problem is these people that write these things, it's just one person, you know, that watches the movie and goes, well, I'm going to contribute. And they, they, you know, they belong to IMDb Pro or whatever, and they just go in there and write stuff. So the, the writing is also terrible a lot of the times. And... um yeah, there's one instance with the, a thing I wanted to use today, but the writing was so confusing that I just felt like it was unfair as a clue. Um, but it's the second most horrifying thing in the movie, which is well, that's the thing is I just don't personally have strong memories of that one because I didn't, I don't really, I haven't watched any of them repeatedly, but I certainly the first two. If I'm going to be skipping Harry Potter movies, those are the ones I skip. Mm. Um, you know, because the kid, they're just the kids are too little at that point. I'm just not I'm not interested in, you know, uh, I just want them to get older. Um, stop being dumb little kids. Like, let's let's find out if they can really act or not. And that's one of those shows, one of those movies where it's it's pretty amazing that they you know didn't replace like none of the kids turned out to be like, oh, we got to get rid of this kid. 
uh, you know, replace them with somebody else. I'm glad that never happened or it happened. I didn't, I didn't notice it because Harry Potter has way more characters in it than I thought. I mean, I've always known there were a lot of characters, but when you really think about it, it's got a shit ton of characters like the books for one thing. And then the movies have a lot of the characters from the books. I mean, there's way more in the books, I guess, but Mm -hmm. it's still just, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of characters. Cause I saw people on Twitter. I haven't watched it yet, but there's this special on uh, HBO max about, uh, you know, return to Hogwarts Mm -hmm. and people are complaining about the actors that don't get a shout out during it, but it's like, there's like 50 known actors that appear in the movie over the course of the series. Right. I mean, they, they replaced, you know, Richard Harris. He must have acted up on the set. Listen, he died, Sam. What? And yeah. And it was from yeah, Richard Harris is so dead. It was from witchcraft. So it was very, it was bad timing. I just thought he kept making a mess of the craft service table. So they fired him. Oh, that's terrible. I, I was told bad info. It was a speedboat accident. His um, Harley flipped on the freeway. <laughs> all right we're going on around failure um, white went rest in peace alex congratulations for being on the board but now this next round sam gets to go first and i'm sure and if, it I'll gets, get it if it gets first. to four clues then sam's gonna probably walk away with it <laughs> but let's see what sam does with the first clue let's see also there may or may not be a theme oh i'm not gonna say for sure that there's a theme Okay. Might be a might be a half-ass theme. Okay. <laughs> a man gets brutally killed by a snake. Mm. That's all you get. That's all. Um, a man gets brutally killed by a snake. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I will say the movie now it's it's just multiple brutal snake deaths and that all right well I have no idea so I will say um, anacondas the hunt (laughs) for the blood orchid (laughs) They really thought they could pull like aliens and just add an S to Anaconda. Yep. <laughs> Put a nice no, dollar sign through it. Nobody would notice. Yep. Um, no, I'm sorry, Sam. Well, Terrific guess, but thank you. incorrect. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, so now we go to uh, David, and he gets a second clue. In addition to a man who's brutally killed by a snake, there are many deaths of Maine and known characters throughout. Okay, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Oh, boy. And I think it fits the theme. Yes, I... (laughs) Is it Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2? That is correct. Um, Once he said a man is killed by a snake, I was like, which basilisk (laughs) death is it? (laughs) I was like, it's either Harry Potter or it's Anaconda. And Sam Mm -hmm. said Anaconda. So I was like, all right, I think (laughs) I'm not sure how many of the main cast gets killed in Anaconda, but Uh, almost all of them. Oh, well, okay. Well, I got lucky then. Yeah. J-Lo and uh, uh, and, uh, uh, Ice Cube, I think the only ones who survived. 
Oh, Owen Wilson doesn't survive? Oh, no. He's one of the first to go. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And I think Stoltz maybe survives, but maybe not. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. Stoltz might. I think there's got to be a few people left. But yeah. No, the, no, they all but John Voight. Hyde. Voight gets John killed. Voight's he gets eaten dead. by the snake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? I think, it's, I think it's more than two at the end, but you might be right. Okay. Uh, but John Voight's death is like one of the best. Oh yeah, the best in the history of cinema. Like, no matter how much you're hating that movie, uh, when he pops back out of the snake and winks at the camera, <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. It's pretty disgusting and hilarious, and just mm-hmm. it's it's everything. It's it's my everything. Um, okay, we have two players on the board, and one of those players gets to go first in this third round. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, the other clues were going to be Ron and Hermione kiss passionately in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Which, just, I don't know why they phrased it that way. <laughs> I like how it goes from man brutally killed by snake to many characters dying to two people kissing. Yeah, All these things you got to warn your kids about. But passionately is there like, oh, yeah, the passionately. If we've mm-hmm. learned nothing, it's that moms are not afraid that their children will watch people get killed by snakes or die. It's that two young people would kiss passionately. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the thing is they weigh all these things fairly evenly, like, you know, for each parent to have their own weird uh, opinions. And then the fourth one that was going to give it away is Harry leaves. Oh, Harry learns from. Uh, Snape's memories that he needs to sacrifice himself in order to defeat Voldemort. I figured that gave away that it was the final, yeah. final chapter. All right. So David goes first in this third and final round. Still anybody's game though. The first clue David is nudity includes bare chests bare buttocks in thong underwear. Oh. So that's their whole nudity warning. Nudity includes bare chests, bare buttocks in thong underwear. All right. Um, well, I don't remember that in any of the Harry Potters. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope. I mean, I I do recall a Quidditch locker room sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, how can I stay in this theme then? I'm going to say Conan the Barbarian. That is incorrect, but love the way you play. Mm, Yeah. Alex. This movie, in addition to having bare chest, bare buttocks and thong underwear, has 156 uses of the word fuck. (laughs) 156 uses of the word fuck. How could you even pay attention to the movie if all you're doing is sitting there clicking every time they say fuck? What a nightmarish job. (laughs) 156 movies of the word... I mean, it's not going to be... It's not going to be like Wolf of Wall Street had like over 500 fucks. So, um, God damn it. I don't. 
I don't know. Um, thong underwear, bare chests, bare buttocks. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, I, uh, I can't wait to read this next clue to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, dirty grandpa? I don't... I don't <laughs> that's, a, that's a respectable guess. But not the right answer. Sam. Oh boy, I can't wait. <laughs> we, see, we see a miniature pig as it walks up to a small area of drying vomit and begins... <laughs> oh! <laughs> and, and begins to nibble at it. At it. Yep. <laughs> I would not have gotten it without that third clue. <laughs> that, is, that is the movie many said, uh, all right, all right, all right, Mr. McConaughey should have won an Oscar for. That is magic. Uh, oh, my God, Sam. I can't believe you remember that disgusting it's, detail. It's, from magic it's, it's such a gross, gross scene. Yeah. We've got ourselves a three-way tie, gentlemen. How terribly, terribly exciting. Uh, so I completely diverted. blocked out that scene from that movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember that that happened, but I was delighted to read it in print. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the tiebreaker. Uh, since Sam ended up on the last point, we start with uh, David, and this comes down to, uh, you know, just the first person to get this one right is the winner today. And uh, yeah, it's anybody's anybody's game at this point. Um, are you ready, David? I believe so. Clue number one: male objectification throughout the film. Uh, I'm male gonna go, objectification. I'm gonna go with Magic Mike XXL. Why would you say that? Uh, you know, it just, it seems like it fits. It seems like you're right. <laughs> I, just, I knew before Which, you gave the clue it was going to be the second Magic Mike. You do it. You do it. And I'm not going to lie. That's like one of my top 10 movies of all time. I love that movie so wow. much. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so crazy. Because this is how it was going to shake out is that the, the tie-breaking clue from the previous, uh, uh, you know, from Magic Mike that we didn't get to was male objectification throughout the film and just had the exact same uh, line written for Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> and then the other clues were going to be that it has a lot of male nudity, mm. <laughs> uh, that a man smokes a joint and passes it to his friend. <laughs> and <laughs> wow. one... And then the final giveaway clue was one character's shirt size is XXL, but he isn't a magician or named Mike. <laughs> you got to warn your kids about that. That's just false yeah. advertising. Because well, you have to have a winner no matter what at the end. So I had to really spell it out. But <laughs> David Sanborn, against all odds, and with a fake <laughs> name, he has done odds. it. He's done it. And he won today. Congratulations, David. Oh, thank you. I, I 
I couldn't have done it without Magic Mike. We'll, ha- we'll have you back on the show soon, but what's your, uh, what would you like to, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so during the live event, I, I kind of, you know, screwed up the whole plug thing, but I have gotten an Instagram since then. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, DD Sanborn. Um, I just, it's mostly pictures of my dog and I've recently gotten in, gotten into baking so it's my adventures in baking too um and i that's, mean that's you had me I'm at doing. dogs you had me at dogs and you didn't lose me at baking so I, i'm gonna check it out oh thank you you can be one of my like seven followers so far all right well we'll uh you know we're gonna build up those numbers people <laughs> people are gonna be excited about this win today and that uh uh, you're going to come back and I, I you know, I, I hope the winning streak never ends. I think it'd be uh, hilarious if, uh, if all my fancy comedian friends uh, can't take on David, no relation, Sanborn. I'm in some, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm really angry. <laughs> Alex Edelman, tell us again, quickly, the details of how people can come see your show that you are doing in New York. Uh, show's called Just For Us, and tickets are at Just For Us Show and in the bio of my uh, Instagram, which is just Alex Edelman, and uh, I always love doing this show, even though I'm infuriated at losing to uh, Magic Mike XXL. So. Right. There's yeah. nothing upsetting. you could have done differently, Alex. The- There's literally nothing I could have done differently. <laughs> The math doesn't work uh, like it does on other games. So d- don't beat yourself up. <laughs> um, somebody gets to win out of the three players. That's all I know at this go. point. Uh, what do you got to plug, Sam Levine? Uh, I am having an absolute ball on Cameo, Doug. Oh, boy. Oh, Let's boy not forget right. about Sam and Cameo. Has Cameo changed the spelling to C-A-M-M-E-O in honor <laughs> of you, Sam? You know what? Mm. They really should, at least on my birthday. They should think um, about it. Yeah, they should. Uh, I uh, Look, I'm happy to do all the birthdays, anniversaries, uh, you know, uh, thanks for being a great boss videos you want. But what I really think I excel in is breaking bad news to people. So do you have bad news you need to break to someone and just can't figure out the right words? Please let me do it for you. Have you done breakups? Sam? I, I have not done breakups, but I have done plenty of I'm sorry's uh, and uh, and uh, a couple of pieces of bad news. Um, uh, this was a private video, but I'll just say uh, two very close friends. One of them could not find the words to let their other close friend know that they had accepted a job in another city. And we're going mm. to have to move to another city. So they enlisted my help to break the bad news. As I like to say, the bad news in a good way, much like the late, great Roger Rees did in Robin Hood Men in Tights. I would just, if I were that person, your face would make me angry for the rest of my life. And that's fine. You know what? They paid for that right. <laughs> to be angry well, at my keep stupid doing that. Face. Keep doing that good work. I do cameos where I just, you know, take a big bong rip and say whatever they want me to say. Right. Um, but to each his own. And um, <laughs> I mean, I'll, the best. I'll also say whatever you want me to say, but yeah, I think these are, more of course, 
Yeah. Well, no, you, you, you found an angle and uh, <laughs> I think it works. Thanks, man. Um, check douglasmovies.com for updates on my stuff. The SF Sketch Fest got, uh, they punted mm-hmm. uh, that one uh, down the field by uh, probably many months, maybe a year. So I decided on January 15th, I'm coming to San Francisco anyway and doing a couple of stand up shows at the punchline there which should go on soon, but douglasmovies.com is where all my stuff is at. Thank you one more time to Alex Edelman, Sam Levine, and David, no relation, Sanborn. As always, this is a short one, Matt, so get ready with the, uh, the theme song. As always, ow. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves.